Welcome to church. We're going to start off by uh, praising our God. If you guys can, can stand up, can anyone stand up? And then come into the middle. Stand up and then come into the middle. Please. I said please. Please come into the middle. <laughs> yeah, we're going to praise God together. Let's do it. Bye. 
much our praise. Awesome. Sounding good, looking good. Give your neighbor a high five, take a seat. Welcome to Activate. Isn't church a great place to be on a Sunday night? It really, really is. If this is your first or second time at Activate, we give you a really warm welcome. If you can turn around and see Owen at the back, Owen's going to give me a wave with a white pack as we leave the auditorium tonight if you're a guest with us. So we jump to our feet and we're going to declare this prayer of blessing. Here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, our favour, prosperity, purpose, protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them a hand. Fantastic. Well, church, it's a special day to have Brent Weaver all the way from the Ukraine with us. Brent is one of our missionaries. He's been part of Activate Church for many, many years, although we don't see you every Sunday. It's wonderful to have you with us. So church, can we put our hands together to welcome Brent? He's going to come and share for five minutes with us. So come on, Brent. Yeah. Dobry wieczór, dobry wieczór. I'm just checking, is there any Russian, Ukrainian speakers here? Because I don't want to speak anymore because my Russian and Ukrainian is not very good. Um, I just flew in uh, from Ukraine on Friday, so I'm incredibly jet-lagged. I didn't get to sleep until 2.30 this morning. Um, what do you do at 2 o'clock, you know, 1 o'clock? You're thinking, okay, I'll pray for everybody. And it's like, well, I've done all that, Lord, let me go to sleep now. No. Then I get up and fiddle with the PowerPoint and do all kinds of things in the middle of the night. But it's good to be back um, in New Zealand, I think. It's strange. Every time I come back, New Zealand changes. There's all kinds of new roads in Hamilton. There's new shops that weren't there. Um, yeah, it's a bit tricky getting around. Um, but it's good to be back. Good to be back in uh, Activate Church. It used to be Eastside, I think, when I left. When I was here last time. <laughs> so everything changes. Um, but I just want to share just one little story. I'm, I'm just in uh, Hamilton until Wednesday. I then head off all around the country speaking at different groups. Um, and then I'll be back towards the end of April. But I just thought I'd give a, just a little glimpse of what I do. I know there's a lot of new faces here, probably never seen me before. Um, basically, our main uh, work is to start small churches. This is big church for me. I haven't been in this kind of environment for a couple of years. My church meets around my dining room table with about eight of us every Sunday. That's how all of our groups meet, just in homes. We don't have the money to do this. We haven't got the money to pay a pastor. University students that I work with um, are generally pretty poor. Uh, so we just do church in a very simple way, maybe a bit like your activate groups, small groups, home groups, whatever you like to call them. That's what we're starting, uh, kind of through English. And I just want to um, highlight a couple, of, uh, a couple of people here that are becoming really key in what we're doing. Um, the first one's Yulia. Yulia uh, is an English teacher now, actually. She's just finished university. Uh, she uh, came to a camp that we run. We run two camps in the Ukrainian summer. So that's July and August. Um, if you can speak English, can you speak English here? Who can speak English? Okay, who loves Jesus here? Okay, who has a few thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> wants to come in July or August, tell, talk to me. I'll be out 
somewhere here, talk to me. We're still looking for teachers to come and help us. And I just want you to think about this or at least pray for us. You know, Yulia came along. She was sort of Catholic uh, growing up. Her, she actually read Bible stories when she was a kid with her family, but never really understood what does it mean like to really follow God. And she just went to the church on a, you know, the church building on, on Christmas and Easter. That was about it. Um, that's all she really knew about God. She came to our camp and heard much more. Now she's a serious follower of Jesus. Uh, one day in our life group, we call it, just our little church, she came along and uh, we were just sharing, you know, how's your week been going? And she says, I don't, I've decided that I don't love you anymore. Okay, how would you like that? Okay, so, you know, you're with your family or something. So one of the kids walks in, I've decided I don't love you anymore. I'm thinking, what's going on? What's, what's happened? You know, she had some big conflict with some of the people in the life group. She, she said, I was reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Some of you might know that. It's all about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Uh, love is uh, all those things, good things. Um, she decided, I don't think I love like that. So what I've decided to do, I've decided to say, I don't love anybody. And then I'll kind of work that from my base and, and start really thinking about our idea of love, because you use that word a lot, don't we? I love you, I love you, I love pizza, you know, I love my mum. What does this word really mean in a, in a Bible sense, for a, in Jesus' thinking? And um, so she decided that I'm going to rebuild my life. I actually wrote an email to her the other day saying, can I, I want to share about some things about you and your ministry and, and what you're doing when I'm in New Zealand. Can you... And she wrote back, she said, that's fine. Let me tell you kind of the backstory to that. She had had, just had a big conflict with her sister, who's kind of her, her mum and her sister, kind of the closest people in her life. And um, she had this big conflict. She didn't want to talk to her. You know, that was it. I wasn't going to forgive her. She lay in bed that night and just had this thought flooded her mind. And it was like Jesus saying to her, what? You're, you say you love your sister, but you're not going to forgive her? I love you so much I died so that you could be forgiven. And you say you love your sister, but you're not prepared to forgive her. You've got no idea what this word love means. And so she really was stepping back. I mean, why do we read the Bible? Why do we come here, listen to stuff? Why do we interact with other Christians? Is it just to get knowledge? Oh, yeah, Jesus said we should love our enemies. Or should we really be loving our enemies? You know, uh, are we supposed to, you know, look after the poor? Is that just a good idea? No, we're supposed to look after the poor. That, that's what the man said, you know, we obedient. So I just wanted to mention Yulia and her friend Nastia. Strange name, eh? Um, nastier than who? That's what I always think in my mind. Is she the nastiest? Um, it's actually short for a very beautiful name, Anastasia. But then New Zealanders, we go Anastasia. I've got a friend called Anastasia. Um, Anastasia is how you should pronounce it. We actually in the West mispronounce every Russian name. Who's ever heard of Boris Yeltsin? He used to be the president of Russia. Boris. Who's ever heard of Vladimir Putin? Yeah. Vladimir. We get them all wrong. Okay. But anyway, Nastia, she came, she went to the same university and came to our camp last year and really fell in love with Jesus. She had never really heard about Jesus before and um, just opened her heart. So Yulia now no longer goes to my life group because she's leading a life group of her own. 
and nasty is in that life group. And they're meeting together every week for reading the Bible together, encouraging one another, confessing their sins to one another. How many do that with their friends? <laughs> it's in the Bible, eh? It's in the Bible to do that. They're doing it. You know, they're growing each other. They're helping each other. They're both new Christians. But whatever they're learning, they're passing on. Whatever they're reading, whatever God's telling them, they're sharing it, learning together. You know, and I was so encouraged by this. It might not seem like much. It's just some people got together for a party. But this was really one of the first times that some of our Ukrainian students had kind of taken the initiative to create an environment. This is just a party. It actually was a, it was a photographic uh, excursion. They ran around the city of Kiev. It's a big city. It's almost the size of New Zealand in one city. Uh, three and a half million people in Kiev, maybe four. Um, they ran around taking photographs, got together, had a little party, you know. But it was just a chance for them to think, how can we reach out to our non-Christian friends? How can we just get people together into a good environment that doesn't have a ton of alcohol and drugs and you know, party, 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 um, just to really share love? And so I was really encouraged by that. So if you want to be involved um, with what we're doing in Ukraine, maybe you can't physically go there, um, but maybe you can pray. Uh, maybe you can stick me on your refrigerator. If you don't have me already, you can get, this is the latest version of, uh, of my prayer card. It's out there by that coffee machine and the, and the thing. Pick one up. It's got my email address if you want any more information about what I'm doing. Um, camps. I'll be back around in April, but just thought I'd put that out there. Also, if you would like maybe me to come and share at your Activate group, <laughs> I was told they've changed their name too, now they're Activate groups, um, then let me know because spaces are filling up fast. I'm only back in Hamilton actually for two weeks and actually not even two weeks. So um, let me know, but that'd be great. Thanks. Isn't that awesome? Great to hear what's happening in the Ukraine. As you were uh, sharing, uh, Brett, the scripture came to my mind, and I, I think this is for one or two people this evening. From Isaiah 6, 8, Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom shall I send as a, mess a messenger to these people? Who will go for us? And I sense God is stirring a call within some. And the prophet said, here am I, send me. Are you willing to say, Lord, here am I, send me? Maybe that's something to think as we continue with our worship this evening. Isn't that great? So a couple of highlights. Who enjoys the highlights? I'm very pleased to hear and I do. Thank you. I love highlights, I've decided. I love them because we know what's happening in our community, what's happening in our church family. It's really, really good, and we can support and pray for one another. So this Tuesday evening, why don't you turn to one another and say, this Tuesday evening is Activate Info Evening at 7.30. So we're not having our regular prayer gathering. We're having an info evening. So I really encourage you to come along. If Activate Church is your family, your home, then this is a place for you to be. You'll hear about what's happening in the church and what's coming up. It's going to be a wonderful and exciting time. So that's good. Well, on the 19th, which is next Sunday in all gatherings, and also on St. Patrick's Day on the 17th, which is the Friday, we have Patrick Fitzgerald from Ireland. So that is going to be fantastic. So really, really looking forward to that. And only two weeks to Girls' Day Out. Yeah, that is going to be cool. I'm really looking forward to that for you ladies. So it'll be good. 
Well, it's my pleasure to invite Linda. She's going to come and share a testimony of how she so enjoys the Tuesday night prayer gathering. Linda is amazing. Linda operates the visuals amongst many other things and keeps things ticking over so well. So thank you so much, Linda. Over to you. Good evening. I was asked to share about why I attend the Tuesday night prayer gatherings. So for one hour on a Tuesday, we worship Jesus our Savior together through songs, prayer, scripture reading, prophecy, and even times of quiet meditation. Although I don't make it every time, prayer night provides another opportunity in my week to be intentional about connecting with the God who loves me. It's also a time to be purposed in waiting on the Lord and learning to listen to his voice. Deuteronomy says we must love the Lord our God with all our hearts and all our souls and all our strength. This weekend, Jewish people and Christians around the world remember the story of Esther in the Old Testament. 2,500 years ago, Queen Esther and her uncle Mordecai were key players in the story of the people of Israel who were in captivity and facing genocide. She went boldly to the king on behalf of her people. And because of her and Mordecai's actions, God saved his people. We too are called to pray for Israel, as you have seen in the prayer emails that come out from the church office. We can go boldly before the throne of God also for our people of Aotearoa and the nations that we represent. On prayer night and throughout the week, we pray for our families, friends, communities, schools, workplaces, our missionaries, our nation, and the nations of the world. I believe when we are obedient, mountains will move. Because Activate is my home church, I feel it's my duty to participate when I can and respond in obedience to my spiritual leaders who have called us to be a house of prayer. Now, praying out loud with other people just gets me really out of my comfort zone. <laughs> but like the recent Daniel Fast experience, I believe it's important to be led by the Spirit and to make my body and soul submit and obey. So thinking of the three parts that we are, body, soul, and spirit. Attending prayer night is a mental, mental choice um, that's in our soul. I'm going tonight. Then that is followed by a physical action. That's something we need to do with our body. That means freeing myself up and getting myself here. Um, so mental choice, physical action, and it has a spiritual result. Romans 12.1, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. For me, Tuesday night prayer is a way of purposed worship to my Lord, praying with family, our church family for others, and being obedient in body, soul, and spirit. Thank you so much, Linda. That's outstanding. 
I thought it'd be really good as I was, I was really inspired by that, weren't you? That was good. I think it'd be great if we stand to our feet and uh, let's pray and then the band will lead us, continue to lead us in worship. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for the wonderful testimony that Linda has shared. And Father, this wonderful opportunity we have to come before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and that we can enter right into your throne room, that we don't have to stand off afar, that we don't have to come in fear and trepidation, but Lord, with an absolute enthusiasm, knowing that you love us and care for us. And Father, as Esther and Mordecai, Lord, stood on behalf of their nation centuries ago, so Father, we stand on behalf of our city in Hamilton. And Father, we pray for our mayor and the councillors, those in positions of leadership, those that have influence, and that, Lord, your good news, your kingdom would be expressed in this city. Father, we pray for your church to rise up and be Jesus whenever or wherever, that, Lord, it would be so easy to find you in this place. We thank you for this nation of New Zealand. Father, we declare God defend New Zealand. Lord, watch over her, protect her, guard her, and I pray strengthen her. May her praises be heard afar, not because of what she does on the sports field or in academia, but because of what she does on her knees, seeking and crying out to you, Lord, to see mountains moved and, Lord, your kingdom come and the miracle power of God released. Father, we pray for the nations of the world, including Israel, including Jerusalem. We pray for its peace. We pray that, God, your word would go forth with power and authority, that lives would be changed for good. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Worship together now. The atmosphere is changing now. For the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all.
song is again talking about a miracle uh, believing that our God is the God of miracles um, I, I think it's a, such a powerful declaration of who our God is and especially if you need a miracle uh, what a declaration to say I believe in you you're the God of miracles so that's what we're going to sing right now and um, yeah if you need a miracle just reach out to God I believe in you I believe in you You're the God of miracles I believe I believe in you I believe in you You're the God of Dead 
Any miracle in your life, hold your hand up. A few hands. Wow, lots of hands. How about if you need a miracle, come down in the front part here, just in this space. If you don't need one, just go to the side for a bit. So we're singing, I believe in miracles. I believe, I believe, I believe. I do believe. I believe in a God of miracles. Absolutely. Come in a little bit more. Great. Now, if you actually believe what you're singing about a God of miracles, come and stand around these ones. If you believe He is a God of miracles, come and stand around these ones. voices, eh? Together. And ask God for a miracle. Who needs a miracle of healing? Put your hand up for that. Great. A few hands. Provision. Put your hand up if it's provision. Great. What else? Relationships. Relationships. Great. Anything else? Put your hand up if that's it's you. Great. Fantastic. Okay. We know what we're asking for. Yes? Yeah, you can make some noise. You don't have to, you know. Yeah. And make your noise to God, not to me, because it's Him we're asking. He is the God of miracles. He does not hold back. And He responds to faith. He responds to faith. So let's pray, eh? Come on, let's lift our voices and declare over these people. Father, I thank You that You're a God of miracles. I thank You that You want to release miracles in Your people. Father, I thank You that You want to heal people in Jesus' name. I thank You that You want to supply provision in Jesus' name. I thank You that You want to bring relationships back together in Jesus' name. So tonight we declare these things by faith.
Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you give freely. We receive everything that you're giving tonight. We take hold, Jesus, of you tonight. We say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And by faith, everyone can say a big amen, which means yes, if you didn't know. It means yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, as you receive your miracles, make sure you share the testimonies, eh? At the end of the day, miracles are about bringing glory to God, not just about meeting a need or for filling some other purpose. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. I've been talking about ladders all day. I'm still talking about ladders because I think it's a a truth that we've really got to get hold of. It's something really primate, really basic in our faith that we've got to get hold of. And Jesus said to his disciples in John 1.51, he said, I tell you the truth, you will also see heaven open and angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between, or the one who is the ladder between heaven and earth. Jesus is the ladder between heaven and earth this morning. How many of you are here this morning? Just by a few of you. So the, okay. So this morning I was talking about the fact that we've got to make sure we've got our ladder on the right wall. So I've got my ladder. Watch your head. That's right. So I've got my ladder. Actually, someone came to me after me this morning and said, I think a lot of people are up their ladders looking around like this and they're not on any wall going, what the heck do I do? Which wall shall I put it against? Probably a good, good thing. So I was talking this morning about the fact that it's really important that our ladder's on the right wall. You go through life and if the ladder is representing the journey of life and it's essentially a direction, you go through life and you start to just walk the ladder and walk the journey. And most people, when they start an early out, uh, early out in the walk, never take the time to stop and consider where the ladder's heading. They just don't consider where the destination of the ladder is. And so it's essential that we do that and we make sure that our ladder is leaning against the right wall. Well, tonight, I'll declare that the right wall is Jesus. In fact, it's the only wall of any, he is the only wall of any value. In Genesis chapter 1, Jacob had a dream, and he saw angels coming up and down the ladder in the dream. And I couldn't help but notice that the top of the ladder was in heaven. John 1.51, Jesus says, I am the ladder, I am the staircase. Can't help but realize there in the picture that the top of the ladder was in heaven. And the angels were coming up and down. And so 
tonight, can I ask you the same question? Where, where's the top of your ladder? Where's it resting? Because it can be resting in a whole lot of good things, but there's a massive difference between good and great. There's a massive difference between good and God. And so it's really worth considering where the top of your ladder is resting. Or in the words I used this morning, what wall you have your ladder against. You can have your ladder against many walls. You can have it against the wall of family. You can have it against the wall of politics, of sport, of career, of entertainment, of friendship. You can have your ladder against all sorts of walls. But ultimately, what's the top of the ladder resting against? And I feel, feel really challenged by this thought at the moment. And I feel really provoked by God to talk about it. Because I think many of us are just going through life and not really caring what the, the top of our ladder is resting against. Where it is. And you can work and you can work for years and you can walk for years through your journey of life before one day you suddenly look up and go, oh my goodness, I'm going in a totally different direction than I thought. I thought I was going somewhere that was of purpose. But as I look up and see the destination of, ladder, of this ladder, I find actually it's purposeless. And maybe it's even worse than purposeless. Maybe it's just completely wrong. Where's your ladder? Where's it resting on? Or can I rephrase it a different way? Who's your ladder resting on? I love that verse in John. It says that Jesus actually is the ladder. It's a nice picture. Jesus is the ladder. He is the staircase. I wonder how many of us will get to our 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and suddenly go, man, I wish I had paid some attention when I was 20, 18, 15, about where I had that letter pointing. See, the way I see it, the only life of purpose is a life that God's asked us to live. Anything else is pointless for me. The Bible tells me that in Ephesians that he planned works for me to do a long time ago. It doesn't say that he just had a random thought and hopefully someone would come along and fill that desire. It says, no, no, he planned works for me a long time ago. So for my life, as a disciple of Christ, for my life to carry real meaning, for my life to carry real purpose, I need to discover what those plans were that he had for me. Because the plans he had for me, Jan can't do. The plans he had for me, Jay can't do. Brent can't do. I always remember Reinhard Bonnke in his autobiography. He, um, Reinhard Bonnke is just this incredibly famous German. I think he is evangelist. He, um, his, his heart was for Africa. And he said, I see Africa for Jesus. And in his autobiography he goes... I was God's third choice, I think it is. I was God's third choice. 
because he had this person, but they didn't respond, and he had this person, and they didn't respond, but he showed me I was his third choice, and he happily responded, which tells me that God's got things for me to do. He's got a purpose for my, he's got a purpose for your life. Your, his purpose for your life is different to the person sitting next to you. It's going to look different. His primary purpose is that you're in relationship with him, that you're journeying in life with him. But then how that unpacks and what that looks like in this world and in this society is different. I don't want to be Jan. Those shoes would hurt my feet. And I'd have to brush my hair in the morning. I've got used to this. I quite like it. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life, and it is a good plan. He's got a purpose for your life, and you get to choose to live it or you don't. And I really want to encourage you to live it. Live it. And if you're standing or you're sitting there and you're going, oh, man, I've completely stuffed it up. I've got my ladder leaning on the wrong wall. I'm doing the wrong thing, and I've made a mess. Well, just change the wall that the ladder's sitting on and put it on another wall. Put it on the wall of Jesus. That is called repentance. When you turn something, it means I was going this way, and I literally stop, and I turn, and I walk another way. That's what repentance is. When the Bible talks about repentance, it's saying change your ways from going the natural way and start walking God's way. That's what it's saying. And we can all do that. Every one of us in this room can do that. And I guarantee every one of us in this room has got areas in our lives where we need to do that including me, we've all got areas. Live with purpose. Live with purpose. When I was a young fellow, I always wanted to be the, um, well, then it was 500cc motorcycle champion of the world. That was my greatest desire. Lived it, dreamed it, breathed it. Used to ride motorbikes, loved it. Did as well as I could with the budget I had. But it, honestly, it wasn't until God really took hold of my life. And I really started to allow him to develop my, or in me, the purpose he had for me, and has for me, not there yet, that I really caught hold of something. Other things will come and go. But the purposes of God, they've got an eternal residue to them. An eternal residue. It's not just about here, it's about eternity. So if I got you to get out a pen, a pen, a pad, a notepad, which you don't have to, but if I got you to, and I said, can you write down the purpose of God for your life on it? How would you go? Or maybe, let's make the question a bit more pointed. If I said to you, can you please write down the wall that your ladder's leaning against? I wonder if you'd be honest enough to put it on the page. I wonder if you'd even know or if you're just so busy walking up it, you've got no idea where the, stop, the top of it is, the top of it, what it's leaning against. Good question. Take it home for homework. Come to church, get homework. Yay. <laughs> Go home and think about it this week. Where's the, what's the top of your ladder leaning against? What wall's your ladder on? What do you think the purposes of God are for your life? In the book of Genesis, he tells us, where's the book of Genesis? In the book of Genesis, 
He says this. He said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Jump down a couple more verses. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. And then Habakkuk, we see that he, what he tells us to fill it with. For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of God. Your purpose is tied into God. It is. If you're looking anywhere else, you might find temporary satisfaction, but you're not going to find your purpose. Your purpose is tied into God. And it's tied into relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, it just said in that John 1 that, that Jesus is the staircase, isn't it? Our relationship with Jesus is everything. You want to discover your purpose? Discover Jesus. I wonder if there's anyone here tonight and you can, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're just kind of on the journey, discovering, experimenting a little bit. Can I say to you tonight with all sincerity that you can discover, you can experiment whatever you like, but your purpose is found in Jesus and it's found in Jesus alone. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. In the book of Romans, it says to us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God and it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. What saved mean? It means made right with God. It means brought into relationship with God means set on a new journey. We, uh, in the church we say born again. It means starting over afresh in relationship with Jesus. That's what it means. And that's the invitation for every single one of us. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a minute? Tonight you might not be walking closely with Jesus, but we have a perfect opportunity right now to change that. Your purpose is found in God, and He does have a purpose for your life. He has planned things for you to do, to be involved with. And it all comes back to walking with Him. It all comes back to being in relationship with Him. And so you may never have invited Jesus into your world, confessed with your mouth, believed in your heart, as we just read. You can do that in just a moment. In fact, just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you'd like to do that tonight. You're not actually responding to me. You're responding to Jesus. You're saying, okay, Lord. Okay, God, I'm going to go on this journey with you. I'm inviting you into my world. I want you to clean me up, please. Set me on a new path. Get my ladder on the right wall. And I want to journey with you. And you know you'll live the best life you can like that. You live the life you've been designed to live, pursuing Jesus passionately. Not only in this world, but eternity. Alternatively, you can choose to have nothing to do with God. That's your choice. 
But there's consequences for walking that way as well. Not so pretty. There'll also be people here tonight and you've, you've walked closely with Jesus, but for whatever reason, you've backed up. You've backed away from him. There's a significant gap there to now, there. And tonight he would invite you, say, come on, step back up again. Let's go again. Let's walk again. Let's do life together again. And you need to respond to him tonight as well. Okay, Jesus. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to give you my world again afresh tonight. So with every head bowed and eye closed, so I want to give the people around you some privacy tonight. If you know that Jesus is stirring you to give your world to him tonight for the first time or whether you're stepping back up and saying, okay, here we go again. Can you just lift your hand now and show me that you're responding to Jesus tonight? Thanks, man. That's awesome. Thank you. That's fantastic. I've seen two people respond so far. It's great. I think I've seen three people so far. Just want to wait another minute. I think this is a really important time in God where he is establishing some of the basics in our lives saying come on get facing the right direction that direction is me or Jesus thanks man see your hand that's great it's four people saying yes to Jesus that's wonderful is there anyone else tonight come on be bold You'll know if the Holy Spirit's stirring you, your heart will be beating, your hands are probably sweating. Fantastic. Five. Six. That's great. Most important thing you can do is get our lives right with Jesus Christ. If it feels like I'm delaying a bit, I am because I really believe that Holy Spirit's Resting on people tonight. It's fantastic. Church, there's six people tonight have said, come on, we'll get on track. We'll get right with Jesus tonight. Can we please give them a massive big hand? The Bible tells us that the angels celebrate. Fantastic. Someone will come and see you at the end if you responded then and we'll do anything we can to help you in your journey with Jesus. We'd love to do that. Can I pray for the rest of us? And can I really encourage us this week, have a think about the ladder. Have a think about what you've got your ladder resting on and particularly if you're youngish here tonight. You know, do it while you're kind of down the bottom rungs of the ladder rather than waiting until your life's three quarters spent and then going, oh, blow it. This isn't going where I thought it was. Do some assessment now at the bottom. That's called wisdom. Make sure you've got the ladder on the right wall and then go for it, go for it, go for it. Father, I thank you for your church. Lord, I thank you that you've got a plan for us. That gives me incredible security to know that you plan things for me to do. And Lord, I want to embrace those things and 
I pray for every person in this room tonight that as we turn our attention to you, our attitude would be also to embrace those things that you've planned. Father, it's an incredibly exciting journey, someday scary, walking with you. But what an amazing honor it is to journey with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So tonight we say thank you. Tonight I ask for every person as we rest, as we close our eyes, as we ponder and think this week, that you would stir our hearts, that you would bring revelation to each of us about the wall that our ladder is leaning against. And Father, that you would impart courage to make the calls we need to make, to make sure that we're going the way we need to go, that'll bring you glory, that'll make you famous in the city, in this nation, in the nations of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give Pastor Sheridan a hand. Awesome. Thank you. Great stuff. Fantastic. Can I ask you to close your eyes again too? And I feel in my spirit, you know, I mentioned before in terms of what Brent shared about the sense of call. And maybe God is drawing you and calling upon you for something for missions in the future, whether it's in this nation or in the nations around the world. And while every eye is um, closed and head is bowed, if you feel a tug in your spirit, a stirring in your spirit, that maybe God is giving you a prod and saying, hey, there's a space I want you to press in. There's a space I want you to put your ladder against and draw aside and walk on this journey with me. If that's you, can you give me a wave tonight? Great, 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 great. Fantastic, awesome. Praise God. Father, I thank you for the responses of these people. Father, I thank you by your spirit, your stirring hearts. And Lord, you have plans set aside and plans prepared in advance. Lord, for these and other people to walk into. And Father, I pray as Pastor Sheridan has prayed that our hearts will be filled with courage and a sense of belonging and purpose, Lord, focusing on kingdom values for such a time as this. So, Father, I release, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, the capacity for every one of us to step into your purposes, to walk with courage, to walk with boldness, to walk with authority, and to be like Jesus whenever and wherever, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. If you've responded this evening, can I encourage you after the gathering to connect with Brent. And um, I'm going to ask him to pray with you specifically about that call. And um, I think that would be really, really good. So, and who knows where that's going to go to. Exciting stuff, eh? Really, really cool. So that's cool. Well, we've got a few highlights to, to conclude with. So if you're visiting this evening, if Owen, if you can give me a wave, thanks. Um, great. Owen's there, got his crutch. Here we've got Ashley with a white pack. If you're visiting, pop down to the guys there. They've got a white pack that they would love to share with you. There's some goodies in there. And also uh, take the opportunity to um, leave some of your details with us. That would be very, very cool. Let's be purposed in our giving. If Activate is your church family, then can I encourage you to be purposed in your giving in the giving stations? That would be wonderful. And if you have a need for prayer, 
come forward. We'd love to pray with you. So why don't we jump to our feet and let's sing one more song. Uh, that would be great. Thank you, Luke. If you do have a prayer need, come forward. And particularly if you responded to that sense of knowing there's a call on missions, come in and see uh, Brent and myself afterwards and Pastor Sheridan. We'd love to connect with you. So thank you. tonight. It's going to be fantastic. Peter and the team will be there. That's a progressive dinner. And this is Liam's last night. <laughs> so Liam, come out. We're going to gather around and pray for you. So that's cool. And I'm going to ask Nicole to pray. Yeah, come on, buddy. So tell us what you're doing. Um, moving to Auckland for more work opportunities. So we well, there we go. Yeah. Amongst all the traffic. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Hey, come on, let's gather around, Liam. This would be fantastic to pray with him. So thank you, Nicole. 
Uh, Lord, uh, we thank you so much for Liam, Father. We thank you for the way that he's faithfully uh, served in your house and youth and on the band and with um, the tech, Lord. Uh, we thank you just for all the time and effort and energy that um, he's uh, sown into your house, Father. We thank you uh, for the lives of all the young people that he's impacted, Father, and that as he goes out of here, Lord, we send him out with our blessing, Father. We pray that you would watch over him and keep him safe, uh, that in his new job, Lord, I pray that it will just go so, so well for him, Father. I pray that... Uh, you would just, um, yeah, just cover him with um, an outpouring of your spirit and all that he does, Father. And Father, we thank you for Liam, and Lord, we release him, Lord, with uh, our blessing, and we pray most of all, Lord, your blessing upon him. Yeah. Lord, protect us coming and going. May your smile and grace, favor and protection be over him now and forevermore in Jesus' name, and give him great success in Auckland. Father, may he find a wonderful church family there. And may we see him from time to time here too, in yeah. Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Good on you, buddy.